Life is a journey, and eventually all roads come together. You are listening to Breaking Camp, conversations focusing on our passion for the outdoors, everyday life, learning new things, and growing as people. I'm Aaron Brenneman. And I'm Bryce Ginther. And this is Breaking Camp. Hey, tent campers. Welcome to Breaking Camp. This is Bryce and Aaron, your camp hosts, season three. hosts. Right? Season three, in the weeds. <laughs> in the weeds. So good. It's a good like one. deep into a topic. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm down. There's no other Oregon meaning here. No, 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 no. No, this that's a boring topic. It's fine. Uh, so yeah, we're just here, part two of the camping trip, Memorial Day camping trip, right? Yeah, it's been great. It's been so good. You may hear some bird song in the background. So amazing. So we uh, we brought some caged birds with us. <laughs> <laughs> so they're, I think they're hungry. <laughs> they just want us to want us to feed them. They do. Yeah, they've seen it on Instagram. <laughs> they know. They're like, where's they're like, I know people will feed stuff if I just camp robbers. Yeah, camp yeah. robbers. <laughs> exactly. Come on down. Now they visited today and we denied them. We did. Yeah, you got to keep your camp buttoned up. Yeah, for the well-being of the animals. There was like a pack the of experience three of, them. of others. Yeah. And they were like, hey, 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 you got they any Cheez-Its? They learn where the Cheez-Its are. Well, and they were looking at me, and they knew they had a soft target with me. And then you looked at me, and you said, don't you do it. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I'll be good. With my eyes. Yeah. I didn't yeah. say it. You didn't say it, yeah, but I could. Yeah, yeah, I got yeah. your meaning. I feel it. <laughs> I felt it. <laughs> um, so it's good. It finally cooled off a little bit. It was hot earlier. Yeah, it was. Yeah, sweating. Yeah. From from the weekend for me, previous, I, it's snowing, to now where I'm peeling layers getting sunburned it's yeah. just crazy how that happens in spring late spring mm-hmm. glad yeah. they finally opened the doors up on this place we got here and the gate was still closed we didn't even think we'd be able to camp yeah i said wait a couple hours and come on in and here we are yeah when i drove in this the campground closed sign was still up but the gate was open so you know i drove in you just drove in yeah i'm coming in you say i got this pass i got this <laughs> which i didn't <laughs> have but i was like oh, oh that's shoot. okay so you don't need it well, hey, listen, let's, uh, let's let everybody know about what's happening this month in June. Hey, Breaking Campers. If you've been on the fence about becoming a Patreon supporter, then listen up, because we have something exciting going on. For the month of June, everyone who joins us at any of our supporter levels will also receive a limited edition BCP koozie, and be entered into a drawing to win a Gerber Outdoor Gear Bundle. What's the gear bundle? Well, some good stuff. It's valued at over 300 bucks. There are a few items for the fishermen, an all-in-one lightweight utensil set, a corkscrew multi-tool, and a made-in-the-USA Gerber folding knife. Well, that's awesome. Okay, I'm not going to lie. I want to win it. Is that cool? Uh, Chad says no. Oh, Chad. Okay, so by becoming a supporting hiker, camper, or angler, you not only help us keep this show going, but you also receive benefits like a BCP supporter sticker, a notepad for your camp checklist, episode shoutouts, and a BCP coffee mug. And this isn't just any mug, but a super sweet stainless steel BCP logo mug. Perfect for your next camp coffee. So visit patreon.com forward slash breaking camp or... Just Google Breaking Camp Patreon. You'll find us. Chad set it up like that. Remember, 
This special promo is going on for the month of June only. So don't miss your chance to win this awesome Gerber gear bundle and get your limited edition bonus stainless koozie. Sure to become your new favorite for keeping your beer uh, sodas icy cold. And then after you do that, get out there and have some fun. One of the best things about just laying in the hammock is looking over and seeing, what would you say that is, like half a cord, three-quarter oh, cord? Easily. Wood that you've cut, you've chainsawed. Chainsawed it. Chainsawed it. Yeah. We went out, we chainsawed it. Chopped it. Chopped it. Well, Roy chopped it. Um, oh. I did chop a little bit. I figured I needed to put some shoes on because it's just an accident waiting to happen. Yeah. Safety first, even when you're camping. Well, especially when you're camping, because you're farther from hospitals. Yeah, Yeah, we were talking earlier about some of the most common camp injuries. You think you get stings. Yeah. You probably get some burns. Sunburns. Some cuts. Yeah. Or like you grab like a hot cast iron skillet or a hot Dutch oven. Mm -hmm. Your feet get a little beat up sometimes. Yeah, I oftentimes will get cuts throughout my fingers. Yeah, for sure. When I fish, they dry out and they crack a little bit. Yeah. I'm doing a little better this time, though. I think it's because I've done a little less. Of everything? Yeah. <laughs> I've, like, tried to, I've tried to focus on the hammock time. Yeah. Spent quite a bit of time in the hammock. How much sleeping time in the hammock have you Probably done? only about four minutes. Four minutes? Yeah. Wow. That's yeah, not enough. Yeah, because yesterday I was in it. I was just waiting for some other's arrivals. Yeah. Didn't quite get there. I brought a lot of magazines, too, so I've been having to catch up. And I did see the stack you brought. A lot of magazines. Yeah. I can send you home with some if you want. I'm good. <laughs> for your restroom. Oh, for my... Oh, okay. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, some of the fiction in The New Yorker is... Is good. Really good. Some okay. of my favorite. It's short. You know, a couple yeah. pages. Yeah. You get a little story. Little you never know where they're going. Sometimes they're really weird. <laughs> but so are the stories in my head. So, it's kind of like, huh. But yeah, so then today, they went down to the lake to take the dog paddle boarding. Yeah. And I was just about... Oh, we played the final round of the... What is it? The 2021 Timothy Lake Memorial Day Cornhole Championship. Yeah. We played the final round. Not final round, but supplementary It was like a rematch. Like, hey, I don't believe that you beat me that badly. Yeah. Let's do it again. Did that. And so... And then got in the hammock, and then they brought the dog back. And then the dog just wanted to keep, like, rubbing up against me, knocking my table over. Yeah. So it was okay. So I got up. I restarted the fire. Strummed a couple of tunes. I actually heard you strumming your guitar. Did you? Yeah. Nice. Might play that song a little later. This Dude, is an original. It's an ridge. I yeah. like that. I'll Ooh. write a song. It'll be an original, too. Oh, good. <laughs> So we were just laying here with the dog. Yeah. By the hammock. Some camp neighbor's dog's some, barking some or something. Dog is barking. I don't know who's that would be. <laughs> how's, uh, how's your dog been doing? Yeah, he's been pretty good. I have to say I'm yeah. impressed nice. with just how he's, I mean, he's keyed up, you know. But yeah. he, First hasn't, time, right? he hasn't barked nearly as much as I thought he would. Oh, that's good then. Yeah. He hasn't so. barked much at all. And he just, I mean, like we were saying, our plan was to tire him out. And it worked. Did it? Yeah. So 
First night he didn't sleep very good. He's whining a bunch. So we tired him out some more on the second night. He crashed. Your dog just needs to run. Yeah. Run runs. and run and run. Yeah. So. Well, that's awesome. Glad yeah. you brought him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been good. Next time you should bring some chickens and some goats. <laughs> I think Eliza said we should bring a goat. <laughs> like, that'd be awesome. That would be hilarious. Maybe you could get a stowaway goat sometime to show up and be like, well, where'd, where'd, we got a goat here. Where'd you come from? <laughs> Whoopsie. Oh. Well, I think I might close my eyes. What do you think? That's from the hammock. Oh, man. Love me some hammock time. <laughs> this is good. It's chill. Hard to come by this weekend. Really? Yeah. When I, I mean, you saw how much reading material I brought. You brought, like, a box of magazines. <laughs> when you get weeklies, like, they add up fast. This is why I don't subscribe Plus to magazines. Books. It's too much stuff to keep up on. But you crushed I through. I love it. You, you went You went. Read a it. couple. Love the fiction in The New Yorker. Yeah. So... Yeah. Well, to, today uh, we've got a listener question, and I gotta say this comes from uh, my good buddy uh, Eric, and okay. I've known him. So, so the cool thing about this is that I have known Eric as long as anybody I've known. Uh, mm. I think it was first grade. I was going into first grade when I moved into St. Helens, where he mm. lived, and um, and so I've known him since I was like six years old. Super cool. Oh wow! Yeah, so we've been friends ever like since. Twenty five years. Mm-hmm. No, longer. <laughs> like 26, I think. 26 years? Okay. <laughs> well, you did just have your birthday. I did. I did. I had a birthday recently. 35. Uh, okay. Anyway. Um, so let's play his question. All right. Let's play it now. Hey, Breaking Camp podcast family. This is Eric, your number one fan. I do have a question for you, a uh, camping outdoor question that uh, that maybe you can help me out. My family has always enjoyed camping. And in the last few years, we've transitioned into the travel trailer world. I have uh, two kids. I have a, a son that's about to turn 14 and a daughter that is also going to turn 17. So two teenagers included in our camping ventures. Uh, now, my daughter, she was diagnosed with autism at an early age. And uh, we've always struggled to find activities to do while we're camping. She sometimes has uh, sensory uh, issues that could include rough terrain because of balance, possible heat, or even too cold. Maybe the w- it, the wind can kick up. It could be anything that uh, could be overwhelming to her. But like I said, we, we, we love to get outside. So I was wondering what activities or op- opportunities there are for people with special needs to be included in or engage in while they're camping. So that's my question. Thanks again, guys. You have a great show. Keep it up, and we'll talk soon. Man, there's a lot in that question there. And we fortunately have someone who has some vast experience in uh, outdoor recreation, fitness, um, adaptive fitness. Why don't we just invite you back in here, Cora. Welcome, Cora. How you doing? Thanks, guys. Uh, Doing good. Why don't you tell us a little bit about what Adventure Ready Northwest is and maybe some of your background and how you got into doing what you're doing today? Uh, Well, thank you, Aaron. Um, I got into Adventure Ready Northwest about a year ago. I worked in special education for about five, six years before that, specializing in 
um, recreation and adapted fitness. And I went out in September and started my own company. And the goal is to get kids to understand what they're interested in and create independence so that they can run after, create community and all sorts of stuff in the outdoors and in fitness um, and specializing with kids with autism. So pretty cool. That's awesome. Yeah. You started in, in September. Yeah. Pretty tough time to start a business. Yeah. <laughs> September of 2020. It was not. It was definitely taking a step outside my comfort zone. I talk about that with the kids a lot of like, you know, your comfort zone, your challenge zone, your panic zone. And mm-hmm. it was a chance for me to step outside of my comfort into my challenge. And mm-hmm. it's been cool to see uh, just the response from kids and parents of mm-hmm. creating opportunity for kids just to like run hard after life. So, And so you had already been working in this field pre- previous to this, correct? Yeah, so I worked in special ed for six years, but before that I've been a guide for 15, 20 years working whitewater and rock and backpacking and challenge courses, all stuff like that. But it was all for kids, just kids, mm-hmm, um, and mm-hmm. it was experiential education. But I found that experiential ed worked really well for kids with special needs. And so that hmm. has been kind of my jam in like figuring out how to – make that accessible for kids with yeah. just different challenges. So that's yeah. awesome. Mm-hmm. How many students do you take on right now? Or is there a, it's, it's very one-on-one or you do group stuff. Like how do you do this? Um, I do groups or one-on-one. And so yeah. I have about 13 to 15 clients right now that I work with in a combination of like one-on-one stuff where wow. they, we figure out what they're interested in and then they go out with me and we just run hard after that. Or it's a small group. So like, two to four in a group we're really working on like community development with that and then running after something that they're all interested in or we have community groups where it's like up to eight kids and we're out hiking through the forest or running and it's it's just all about fostering relationships in the outdoors so super cool that's That's awesome. awesome so great so to some of eric's questions where have you seen successes uh when when families face some of these circumstances in ways that they can kind of get out there and still do some fun stuff um, while facing um, some challenges as a, as a family unit. I think that in special ed, we often um, put quotation marks around the, the special needs department. But what I, I get really stoked about is what's called the dignity of risk. And that is um, that everyone has the ability to put their life like to really risk their life and it's about trying something and it's about failing and it's get about getting back up and doing it again. Um, and so where I've seen successes is helping families realize that your kid doesn't need to be bubble wrapped, that they can run hard after life. And mm-hmm. it's about setting them up for success versus like figuring out like, what are their reinforcements? What are the things that they like and using that to allow them to do something that they never thought that they could. Um, whether it's a student with special needs or whether it's my nephew, you know, who right. loves the outdoors, not really. <laughs> I mean, um, he loves being outside so long as he's got his yeah. tablet thing. Or but it's all iPad. about, like, you know, like, we do a lot of things that help him get stoked about what we're doing by, like, you know, bingo, like nature bingo, like what plants you're finding. It's just about finding the thing that captures their interests and using it to help them do things that they never thought that they could that's awesome. Yeah, it's kind of like you did some of preparing for this weekend, making sure you guys had enough activities and yeah. right activities. And Yeah, I wasn't sure, you know, if there was going to be some sort of, 
you know, you teenagers, you just never know. Like, are they going to be into it or not? Uh, granted, I have camped with my kids before. Um, but I thought just in case, dialed up the Amazon, got some art projects that we could all do family friendly. And we did those today. And so it was, it was cool. You know, just kind of a, a you know, if I'm very, I lean toward the fishing and the outdoorsy, that kind of world, but not everybody in my family does. And so it's a step their direction, I guess, where it's like, I know that my kids, well, my whole family were crafty. So I felt like this would be where we could mer- merge those two. Yeah. And it can oftentimes be like an exploration of different types of activities and see what works well for the individuals and their interests. Totally. Right. Cause what some people want to go do isn't going to be what some other people want to go do, but if you can come up with activities and ways to do it as a group or a family, mm-hmm. uh, with those, what do you say? The encouragements or the reinforcements? Yeah. Candy. Um, yeah. <laughs> candy. <laughs> yeah. Um, we use, a, I use a word called preference assessments where you like figure out, like you throw out a bunch of different things and you just kind of figure out what are your preferences. Like mm-hmm. I'm sure you Bryce and you Aaron could come up with a list of 10 things that, that you know are your preferences. But a lot of times kids that have special needs or just challenges understanding life have a hard time coming up with a list of things that are their preference. And mm-hmm. so it's understanding preferences that helps people understand how to get kids outside. Because yeah. if you understand what your preferences are, you can pretty much adapt and be creative in whatever environment you're in. So whether you like art, you can do art in the outdoors. Whether you like music, you can bring music into the outdoors. If you like plant identification, that can become a whole hike bingo type game. There's mm-hmm. just a lot of things. If, if you understand preferences and what your student or what your kid loves that's like that's that's money right there mm-hmm. because that's going to create the, your framework for creativity so how would you um take a kid that um, didn't necessarily want to engage in discovering their preferences i would just start by like hanging out and like just playing around with them and just seeing um observing what they gravitate towards and really like giving words around that because a lot of times we don't give words of like hey that actually looks like something that you like to do so a lot of times things can get missed because you don't give the opportunity to reflect and say hey i see that you bring your i'm looking at aaron's um, planet identification book i see that you bring that around all the time it sounds like that's something that you're really interested in looking at but if that moment was lost then Aaron would maybe never had that opportunity to see that, oh, yeah, I do like plant identification. So mm-hmm. it's it's giving words and it's giving opportunity around that. Yeah, so it kind of sounds like looking for those moments where people light up, you know, whether it's with a soccer ball or a football or a Frisbee or mm-hmm. a, a plant or a whatever it might be, mm-hmm. you know, art project, just kind of in capitalizing off of those and then building from there. Yeah. So... If you have, like Eric talks about um, having different sensory uh, issues, and so how would you, do? You, I would imagine some of your students uh, have the same sensory issues. So how do you go about uh, working with them through that and kind of walking through those challenges that arise? I think sensory issues can be... Uh, We've got a nice oh, diesel truck coming by really quick. Is this quick. your dream Hold truck, on, let's Aaron? all go, wow. Oh. Oh, there it is, right oh. there. Let- oh, those are my buddies. First comes the job, then comes the wife. That's me. Then comes the truck with the diesel pipe. I'm not his wife yet. See part one where Aaron gets a job. It's like a Curious George book. 
So working kids through are dealing with kids in uh, sensory issues or, or challenges. How, how do you um, kind of walk kids through that? I feel like we use the word sensory a lot when we are in a very controlled environment of mm-hmm. like, oh, my kid can't do this because of the sensory behind it. But when it's in like real life, right, it's a whole different ball game. So whether you, your kid doesn't like sweat, so you avoid all physical activity, but you find that they are motivated to identify plants Mm -hmm. so they're hiking and they obviously start sweating it's an opportunity to actually work through hey this is something that you want to do your body creates sweat when it works yeah instead of like avoiding everything that would cause sweat it's like explaining this is the this is why it's happening Uh but you're able to do it because you have buy-in um and so i think we can I think that sensory is something to really look at, but I think if you find a reinforcement or if you find something that's really interesting, like an interest or preference that your student really loves, you're able to work through sensory issues. Like I take kids climbing Mm -hmm. and we go bouldering and oftentimes kids don't want to use chalk, the stuff that absorbs the sweat on their hands because of the feeling, the sensory. So I allow them to suffer through not using chalk until they fall off a hold because their hands are too slippery. And I say, you might want to try this. It works. Mm-hmm. And so then they put chalk on their hands. They're able to hold the. They're able to hold the holds, and I'm able to say like, "Hey, you didn't like that because of the feeling of it, but did you actually see that that was actually for your benefit?" Mm-hmm. And they're like, "Oh yeah," and you're able to work through something like that versus, you know, crafting this like ideal world where nothing adverse ever comes into play because you just take out every sensory item that is adversive to them. Like that's. Yeah, I'm really big on kids living a full life and full life often happens with some things that really suck and you have to learn how to deal with that stuff. And Mm -hmm. if you just make a list of sensory things that you just never do, you're never able to experience full life. So it's figuring out how to bring the sensory challenges in a way that allows a kid to really run after life, if that makes sense. Totally. (laughs) No, that's great. Well, it's interesting because as you're... um, as you're telling me that, I can remember back. Uh, I've talked about Kevin, my my mentor, a bunch on this podcast, and how I think I mentioned this where he would take his kids at a pretty young age into the outdoors, and he would always use candy to entice them. When they would get to the point where they're about to complain or they are complaining, they don't want to go farther, and he knows that they can, or or you know, it's like we really haven't gotten that far from the truck or whatever, you know. And he's like, well, if you, you see that tree up there, and they have the discussion, yeah, I see what you're talking about. Okay, well, if we can get to that tree, then we'll take a break. And then he would always give them some sort of reward, like candy or something. And so, I, I, I that's what I kind of envision as your. It's totally like that because uh, you know you could say, oh, they're done. You know, they're right. starting to, we're done. Instead of like giving a reinforcement and saying like, hey. I know you can do this. Yeah. You know, a big tagline that I really worked on this year with my kids is that we can do hard things. And there that often is not said to kids with special needs because you yeah. want to protect them and not have them suffer. But they're fully capable. Yeah. And like they, I think that we discre- discredit the impact that they have on society by saying that they have special needs when they have a lot to offer. Mm-hmm. They're one of the most, I mean, the creative mm-hmm they they have i think like i look at them climbing and 
you know, they don't have the so the awareness to realize that they actually are really amazing climbers because they're not thinking about what they look like. They're just doing what their body feels natural. And it's like, it's really beautiful to see yeah. an unfiltered person living life. Right. And so they have a lot to offer, but we often just want to like make it super safe for them, but they have the right to live a full, meaningful and hard life. Yeah. Well, I think that's what um, all parents have in common yeah. with kids is that we often try to insulate our kids from bad outcomes or failures or, you know, whatever, falling and hurting or, you mm -hmm. know, those kinds of things. And, and how many times do we see parents, oh, no, 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 don't do this because you might fall or you might this or that. But those can be some of those best opportunities where we learn about the world. Mm -hmm. um, so, And yeah. that's like the cool thing of like, you know, we put special needs in this like really separate you know category of like mm -hmm. these are different these are different than what i how i would identify other people in my life mm -hmm. but they um they're not much different than mm -hmm. any other kid you know like i i brought up you know my nephew and my i love my nephew to death but he has you know just different parts of his personality that cr that take creativity to mm -hmm. figure out how to engage him in his life that's no different than hmm. a kid that would say has special needs hmm. and i think that like my life's goal and like what i love doing is taking that stigma and breaking it down and just say like you can live a full life you can live and you can run hard after life even if you fall into the category of special needs it just takes creativity it takes someone willing to say like you can do hard things i'm going to be right there having your back mm -hmm. and that's how you would look at your family that's how right. we would look at anyone in our life and it's just looking at that category of people and saying the same thing. Yeah, that's beautiful. So you specialize working with kids with autism. Um, and I know that we've talked a bit about other kinds of opportunities for people with different kinds of needs, right? Um, and how much do you know about, I don't know, just what's out there? We were talking a little bit about trails and, and different opportunities for people that might be in wheelchairs or different kinds of situations like that. Yeah, that, that's been a, the really cool thing about the last couple of years is that a lot of trail systems are starting to get on board with widening trails for people that have um, motor challenges and like need mm. different um, mm. devices. Like there's some really rad full suspension bikes that are that are meant for people that can't use their legs or arms and oh, wow. um, they need a wider trail. So a lot of trails in Central Oregon are starting to get wider so they can accommodate that. And that's super cool. So there's a big... There's mm. a big push in the outdoor world right now to make things more inclusive. Mm. And I really appreciate that because, you know, several years ago, I would take kids to a climbing gym and get really weird looks at, you know, kids that are talking about blues clues or <laughs> yelling or flapping their hands. Yeah. But now I feel like there's been a shift a little bit of like welcoming that. And mm -hmm. I really yeah. appreciate that, that kind of taking this step back and not making it this exclusive club, but realizing that it's a great environment for people to be, for people of all abilities to be a part of. So definitely that is, a that's so cool. I love what you're doing. If, if, um, somebody wants to get a hold of you, how do they get a hold of you? Um, I, um, have a, a website. So the company's called Adventure Ready Northwest. If you look up www.adventurereadynorthwest.com, that's a website, or you can email me at Cora at adventurereadynorthwest.com or look in the show notes. Or Aaron wants you to say show notes. Chad's going to put all the contact information and, and I know like, 
if you have anyone listening that that there's specific challenges i'm just know that i would love to be a part of helping you come up with creative solutions so if you ever if if you're listening to this and you hear like something that you want to ask me like please shoot me an email like i would love to help you out um so do you want to bob goff it and just put out your cell phone number right now on the air <laughs> no I'm, I'm good i don't do very well with answering my phones so. <laughs> oh that's what you and aaron have in common <laughs> Hers actually rings though. She just doesn't. Oh, get you it. just yeah, turn yeah. yours all the way. I don't. Ha- mine yeah. doesn't ring. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, Cora, thank you so much for helping us just kind of learn a little bit better and how to um, just treat people the, the best we can, right? Yeah. And just everybody. I lo- how did you say it? You uh, run hard after life. Run hard after life. Like, I mean, I don't want to get all like biblical on you but like john 10 10 is the thing that i love the most and yeah. it's that the the thief comes to steal kill and destroy but i've come they may have life to the full and that applies to i feel like not just my own personal life but how i see kids with special needs so yeah so good so cora thank you for coming out this weekend for the camp trip <laughs> cora adventure ready northwest empowering lives to thrive <laughs> <laughs> You tr- We're working on a new jingle. The marketing director hasn't really signed off on it yet. <laughs> no, so that's still that may be embargoed. Oh so, my gosh, that's cool. So well, good. that's good. Well, thanks for being here. Maybe we can go check out the camp cooler now that that episode's through. Yeah, that might be. <laughs> you good. need to visit the cooler. Yeah, exactly. Well, hey, I want to also just uh, direct you guys' attention to the fact that the month of June we are. Um, Running something fun. We're doing something fun. Everyone who signs up as a Patreon supporter, uh, in addition to the regular benefits that you receive, you will receive your very own extremely limited, limited edition. Limited, extremely limited, too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Breaking Camp Stainless Koozie. And you'll be entered into a drawing for a six-pack of Gerber gear worth about 300 bucks. Yeah. So we'll you, say your name possibly too. Oh yeah. Email sure. us. You can leave us a voicemail. Yeah. You know, so we love hearing from you. Yeah. Give us a, give us a shout out. Look us up. You know where to find us by now. Instagram, Facebook. You can call us and leave us a voicemail. If you have a question that you'd like us to answer on the podcast, 503-427-8743. And most importantly, get outside and have some fun. 